and welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly on the Sunday after they called the races off at Randwick after race number six. It's still raining in Sydney, by the way. It rained all through the night. It never stopped after they called the meeting off. It started raining earlier in the day and the conditions gradually got worse, which we're going to show you this morning. But uh, some amazing scenes there at Randwick yesterday. Jockeys making a pact with the stewards to race in a particular part of the track before it got too much and they called them off after race number six, they could continue no longer. Ron Doversy and Corey Brown were with me, two ex-jockeys who have a view on yesterday's proceedings. Uh, well, on planet Earth, <laughs> at times the human species acts in a unique manner, especially when we're working with track bias and a, and a movable rail. Yes. In saying that, there's nothing wrong with that track. Mm. We have been waterlogged for months and months and months. And if you think you're going to get away, I'm a washed up old useless jockey. And I can tell you, if you get one mil of rain on a track like that, yeah. why the races are on, they're off. They're going to call them off. There's nowhere to move. When you've got nowhere to move, don't worry, we're only going to have seven mils by six o'clock. That was six and a half too many. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we're always in trouble as soon as that first drop of rain fell on that track, yep. which is unfortunate. So what do we do? It's, it's just that, that that drives me mad. That's twice we've had that rail out there yeah. on a feature day. They might say, oh, we're saving this up for the Everest. That was a feature day. Yeah. And, and, and we've got to put up with that. Uh, where only one horse can win or two horses can win a race. It's not right. It's yeah. not right. And there's no, believe me, I'm not complaining about the track. The yeah. movable rail is a nightmare. Mm. Why, why couldn't they, in my opinion, I thought they should have taken the first two races, the highway and the midway, and put them to the back of the day, and then brought the races forward by an hour or two. Like, what, what, yeah. But why, they, why disadvantage the highway and the midway runners? They pay the same bills. You can't, you yeah, can't discriminate in that yeah, way. I, I, do, I do understand that, but like... You can't you, say they're less... Uh, they're, they're no, no, I, I know, but, it, but they're always the full field. Mm. Mm -hmm. There's going to be arguments... Yeah, you're right, they're, they're the they're full field. They're always the full field. But there's going to be arguments, you know, you've got to be discriminating against... You're right, mm. you're right. But um, it's easy after the ball. We should have started earlier. Mm. Simple as that. They had these... Run, they got this new fandangled machine there, and you saw it. Here he comes the rain, it's looking good, mm. but it started at two o'clock mm. and that's they got that right, but they got the they should have started at eleven o'clock and maybe had you know thirty-five minutes between races and be finished by a time it was in any trouble. But obviously you're gonna take a hit on turnover, but you take a bigger hit when you call them off. You make the perfect point. We expected something like 30 mils on that day. Well, we can't cope with 30 mils. As soon as you see the revised forecast saying we're only going to get seven, happy days. We'll get through. It's only seven. You're right. One mil. That's yeah. all. That's all. That one mil. I looked after they called them off on the gauge at Ramwick, 1.6 mil. That's what it took to call the races off. And I, I can understand that because you've ridden in races on these tracks when it's been raining yeah. and they can only be, a, they could start us at a seven. We're starting with no room to move. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go through uh, what happened yesterday. We'll start with Mark Van Gestel shortly after they called the meeting off. No, it's unfortunate, but we obviously uh, tried for this race to you know, have the riders position away from the rail to find some better footing, but even uh, the riders that uh, did end up uh, being you know, three, four, five away from the rail still expressed some concerns, not only with the visibility, but footing also. So you know, when you've got the combination of those two, um, it's difficult to continue. So just clarify what happened 
between the jockeys and the stewards prior to the tap crate. So the rider, riders as a group express some concern with the um, you know, the visibility back towards the rail and you know, the first five races essentially been run on the rail you know, with a pattern of racing today so as we um, you know, discussed with the riders that there was a, certainly a fresh pad of ground particularly in those middle stages away from the rail sort of you know, three, four, five away from the rail and you know, the rider group uh, agreed that that would be the best option to have the meeting continue and um, there was an agreement amongst, amongst the riding group and the stewards that that's where they would position and you know, we thought that was the safest option for the meeting to continue and to provide the best footing for the, for the horses. But even that wasn't ideal because even Opal Ridge, who won that previous race, try as Tyler Schiller might, he couldn't get further away from the fence into that new pad of ground. That's right, and you could see on the vision that he was certainly trying to, you know, have himself positioned, you know, at least three horses away from the rail, but it just wasn't possible. And, you know, in those circumstances, that's, um, you know, it's not so conducive to competitive racing, and, you know, particularly when we've got horses losing footing, visibility issues, and, you know, the, the obvious decision is to, you know, postpone and, and find a, a more suitable day. Was there any talk yesterday or early this well it couldn't happen earlier this morning but yesterday to move these races forward to run earlier to get away from the the rain that was predicted later in the day look that was certainly part of our considerations you know we had discussions yesterday with contingency plans as to how we would deal if the weather um, became adverse but look we were encouraged this morning particularly when um, the forecast changed to only having approximately six mils of rain between midday um, and 6 p.m tonight and you know i think in the circumstances we just um, had a little bit more sitting on top and haven't been able to continue but you know we did have some discussions whether we should come forward but there's obviously other considerations that we need to look at when we make those decisions. Just before that Kieran McAvoy was in the stewards room. For instance then was right out wide and I actually had a smooth trip round in terms of the ground. A few of them said that they didn't really like the ground as a whole but... No the majority said no not keen. Seems like you're 50-50 but... I'm sort of 50-50, given that if we, if we did it, I think if we did it correctly, we might be able to push on, but yeah. if, if it's going to keep happening like that, then yeah. we're shooting ourselves in the foot the sort of thing, you know? The radar's awful. Well, then, I think we might need to stop, yeah. unfortunately. The only thing I'd just add from a programming sense is the next race, just saying in terms of its repositioning, all of the other races easily repositioned from next Saturday onwards. The gloaming. The gloaming, yeah. problematic from spring champion perspective, but... If the conditions no. the way is it, as, it, as you say, safety first. So, yeah. just got to say that that would have to go to Wednesday. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, James, but I, I mean, the first consideration is yeah, if it's your call, your call, Cal. Unless yeah. you want to talk to the rider group, Karen, then if they, well, maybe got some fresh ground on the back there that hasn't been raced on for a while. If you're saying you're saying the majority of They'll be all saying that I'm on the favourite and they'll, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> I can see. But yeah, so it's a tricky one for myself in, in individually. Uh, Karen McAvoy was about to go out in the next race, had they proceeded, he was going to be riding Williamsburg as a mudluck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but Pat said he's, he would have been back Pat. last. He said, oh, Pat, I've got to get out of this yes. somehow. Yes, <laughs> um, We're in a self-interest business, so the jockeys yes. that are on the, the, the pacemakers wanted to ride, yeah. and the blokes out the back, no way yeah. in the world. Well, before we get into the, st the discussion about um, the agreement between the jockeys and the stewards, one more jockey, Brent and Abdullah, after they called them off. I didn't start to race four, but obviously we're going to be pushing, um, pushing it to sort of get through the meeting, um, especially with the forecast rain. But uh, look, the, the track was horrible to start with, to be honest. And um, 
when the rain started to fall and obviously it was a leader's highway but um, yeah I struggled on, on a couple and it was just decided that the ground was no good and it was time to go home. So you just feel like you're sort of unsafe basically? Pretty much yeah. Okay uh, let's go through the day. Here's race one, stewards footage down the side of the track and at this stage Corey it's you can certainly notice the kickback but it's yeah. it's not too bad. It's not too bad and it, like, I just keep going back to what Ronnie said it, it needed just one drop of rain on it to to turn it the other way like it's it, the, the rain hadn't started by this no, stage. No that's right like and um from that race on it was going to be it was hard to tell but Dylan Gibbons up on the lead up you know just control the race um you know, it looked very leaderish from that point onwards, but it, you could see the track. It's, it's worn. It's had a, it's had enough. You know, bad weather. Once a rest. Uh, that was the race that the big field opened the track up, yep. and went, oh, yeah. that's made it worse when we got to drop a rain. Open the track up. Rain falls. Not much. One point six, two mils. Mm -hmm. And here's by the time race five came around, after it had been continuous, it had been more than a light drizzle. It was it was constant rain, and this is the track by race five. Mm. And this isn't 20 mil, 30 mil, no. this is a mil and a half. And there's nothing worse for a jockey and horse, you know, like to be competing in those conditions, it's hard enough before the rain comes, you know, when the track's like that. But the moment that rain comes, you get a little bit of fog and mist on your goggles and then the spray of the water, not to mention the, the mud pile that's beneath you. Well, this is the stage where we talk about and what we've been preaching the last couple of years now, horse and jockey welfare. Mm -hmm. And it got to that stage yeah. where we're starting to get worried about that now. We, yeah. I know Jolay hit the fence and things, but she did struggle yeah. to pick her feet back up and yeah. you think, hello, we don't want any incidents here today. It, just because yeah. we're racing for a million dollars or whatever yeah. we're doing, it's, that shouldn't come into play. No. Finally, here's, here's just a comparison of um, pre-rain and during the rain. Yeah. And the difference in, at the same point of the race, the, the, the different services from race one to race five. Okay, so after race five, Corey, the jockeys and the stewards meet and they agree that they're going to stay away from the rails. They're going to travel away from that patch of grass that is chewed up. Yep. You, have you ever heard of that before? Never in my, never in my career. Um, there has been times at tracks where there might be a patch of like say 10 meters where a sprinkler has been left on or something like that and you've the stewards come and advise you they just say be careful whilst you're going through that patch but not not to the extent where they actually ask you to race or come to an agreement to race out off the fence yes. that, that's not racing um, Michael, Michael Beatty sent me a message uh, ex-steward now CEO of Grafton saying the 93 Grafton Cup a similar circumstance happened and they wouldn't have got through it had they not agreed to do and I don't know if anyone you know rode in that 93 Grafton Cup but but that was an instance. Okay, question to Michael Beattie. Was the fence red hot like it was yesterday? Yeah. See, no. when you're asking people to leave and come off to, to avoid a really bad patch that's, that's dangerous, right. that's fine. But when the, when the fence is the place to be and they're asking you not to be there, no. well, that's just... You the, are right. That's, so if it was... No one wants to go... If the, if the fence at, say, Grafton that yeah. day was waterlogged, who wants to go there that's anyway? That's right, you don't go there. <laughs> but in this case, everyone wants to yeah. be there. Exactly. I remember, I think there was Bendigo somewhere in Melbourne once and there was a lane, it was a heavy track and there was a, the outside fence was like concrete. They had to put witches hats so no one Get went to the outside yeah. fence. Yeah, but see, like in this case, like I, I can see Taylor, uh, Tyler Schiller, 
Totally red, red agree. He's black. trying to get out, like he, he, he you know, but not trying his best. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and, and I said the same. Like that was the first thing that entered my mind. He's drawn one on the favourite. He's not going to try and bullock out and try and but get out. But he can't anyway. He's well, not going to go out there know, and push Nash out. Well, why? Not gonna, you're not even going to try. I know, I know He's that. stuck there. Yeah, that's correct. And so all of a sudden, and, and Karen McAvoy just said we could keep going if we did it correctly. Yeah. But again, you can't do it correctly. No. Not when, not when that's now, the place to be. Watch Jay Ford in the uh, the Legend colours in front, red and white. He, he was a very good boy. He was very good. He, he <laughs> did. He did as he was told. But, but watch as soon as they come into the straight, he <laughs> couldn't get back to that fence quick enough. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and even Tommy back, he, he didn't want to chop that horse back on last. He said he darted back there. Yeah. You know, they, what were they thinking? Were they thinking like we're all going to stay six off the fence, and then the steward's going to ring a bell, and we yeah, can all charge gonna... the inside <laughs> fence here? Remember, John Shrek wanted to bring in the uh, the pole where you, you stayed in your lanes until a certain pole, then That's you could right. cross. Yeah, well, they, yeah they... they brought it in in Hong Kong, but it was for the first 200 yes. metres of the race. You weren't allowed to move out of your lane, but. Again, it's just that that's not racing, right? We're competitors, you know, like and if that's the place to be, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go there. That's you're just simple. You've you summed it up, Corey. They weren't ever going to want to avoid that ground because despite to the eye it being so messy, it yeah, was yeah. the best ground. And it's where everyone wanted to be. Mm. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Here's some good news. Um, Wings had a foal. We've been Did waiting, <laughs> we've been waiting <laughs> a couple of years. Of course, sadly, she lost her first foal. Yeah. And by all reports, we nearly lost Winks because she, she didn't get through yeah. it really well. But because of the great care she was afforded, she pulled through. They gave her a year off. She went back to a stallion, this time Piero. Yep. And we've got success. And here is uh, Chris Waller, who went up and saw Winks and the foal, uh, who arrived at Ramwick yesterday uh, quite late, having been up in the Hutter. Winx has now finally had a foal and you were pictured with the horse. Tell us when that picture was taken and what your experience was like. Yeah, it was an amazing experience, quite surreal. Um, she's been through a lot in the last two years and um, yeah, for it to happen so naturally and come out healthy and mum's healthy, it was, it was picture perfect. So yeah, what we found out early, early um, Saturday morning and I went up, was lucky enough to be up there I think 9 o'clock Saturday morning and had a photo taken with her and yeah it was very very special and mum's doing well so far, obviously it's never easy with animals or anyone having a having a birth so we'll just keep our fingers crossed the next 72 hours and make sure everything's going along nice but um, pretty special. They can't talk, but do you feel that the horse instantly recognises you when you go out? No, I don't. I don't. But I know her characteristics and what she does like and what she doesn't like, so I know where to stand and where to scratch her and things like that. Um, but, yeah, throughout her career, I didn't really sort of see her recognise me. One day in the paddock, um, we, we went and saw her and she sort of just brushed us. And then when I was leaving, she ran up, ran up to me. I thought, well, maybe she does. Maybe she does. So... Um, yeah, as I said, you get to know horses more than probably they get to know you and you know what they like and what they don't like and I saw a very happy horse, which was great to see. Might be an outside chance or better that you'll be training that horse one day. <laughs> if I keep going all right and doing my job right and nice to the owners, well, I'd be right up the top of the pile, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've seen the uh, the beautiful shots of uh, Winks there. Let's uh, turn our attention now to the uh, the Everest and the slot holders, one to go. 
So despite Pulele winning yesterday, Godolphin haven't made a decision yet. Uh, this is the uh, lineup. The last horse into the field was Private Eye, with Inglis going with Private Eye. One to go Godolphin. There's a second page there. So Giga, uh, Giga Kick with, uh, with Harren, of course. We'll get to Godolphin in a moment. Here's the Tab Everest market. Is he still even money? Nature Strip, yep. N uh, $2. It's short. Yeah, that's short. Barrier draws, yes, he, he, it'd be interesting the draw in this race and obviously we've got a, a good enough week this week to say, you know, get back onto the soft range, so uh, that'll be absolutely perfect for this race. What so. do you think, What what is the best track we can hope for on Saturday? You've had a look at the forecast, I think Friday is the only day of rain? If we get that three mils on Friday, it'll probably be six. If we go really hard all week and, and the wind blows, who knows? You yeah. know, we're, we're getting into a little bit warmer weather, but I see the temperatures are still a little bit low. So, oh, look, I'm no expert on that. I, no. All I know, it won't be bottomless. Yeah. And that rail, Corey, that was eight metres yesterday. So the, the real trouble part of oh. the track out there at eight metres, we're going into an eight metre fresh pad. I would have loved to have seen it at 10 metres. <laughs> Get right away. Just right away, because that, that there allows every horse to have a chance, because it's, it's going to be tough. I know that it's only a small field in the Everest, but you've only got eight metres to play with. You know, it's, yeah, it, imagine it, the horse steaming down the middle in that nine metre position. He's yeah. going to run into some bad... Yeah, it's... Mm. it's I, don't, I don't know. Um, here's Chris Waller with a Nature Strip update. Chris Waller, Nature Strip going to the Everest next week, trying to win it a second time in a row. How is the horse? He's well. Um, yeah, everything's... Ticking along nicely, only a week to go. Um, obviously resumed with a good win and gave him a jump out at home last Tuesday and he's been ticking on nice since, so he'll do another piece of work through the week and um, he'll be ready to go. You've had the best possible grounding when it comes to handling pressure in races through Winx's career, etc. But what is this sort of pressure? How would you describe it? Um, it's not at that level, that's for sure. That was something different with Winks. And, um, but yeah, we'll feel it through the week. We'll, we'll feel the excitement of the big race and um, try and do everything you possibly can to make sure everything's just perfect and little things can go wrong with horses. So you try and, you try and eliminate all those risks. Um, so the pressure just gently builds, the barrier drawer and the spruiking of other runners in the race, you take notice of it and try not to get too caught up in it. Um, keep things simple, keep the horse relaxed and uh, keep the trainer relaxed at the same time. You're an enthusiast as well as a racehorse trainer. Do you think there's a sense of some of the other slot holders going left field looking for a knockout horse because of the hold your horse appears to have over the race? Yeah, for sure. We've seen that in the last few slots. Um, and I have a look at each horse and say, oh, yeah, I can see why they've why they've done it. And a sort of a new kid on the block, especially with Jackano. Um, so yeah, that's the that, it's an intriguing race. It's spoken about all year, and then it really ramps up the last three months, and then the last month it's just talked about every week. So it's fan, it's so unique and fantastic, and it seems to bring about a pretty good feel. There's always great stories around a race like this, and the owners of Nature Strip include Jack Van Duren, who was struggling to get to last year's race, let alone this year's, and he's been to Royal Ascot. That's a pretty emotional situation. It is. It's an amazing story. We were in tears last Everest uh, when we heard the news. Uh, but what a fighter, and he just keeps um, keeps going for a bit of treatment and keeps his... his um, morale's up and he boosts everybody else at the same time it's just a great story and um, yeah it's a, a unique group of owners and 
from Australia, New Zealand, and great, great people. And uh, that's what racing's about. It brings so many people together, friends. It's a reunion every race day where Nature Strip runs. And um, hope there's another story to be told come Saturday night. OK, the Scalacci Stakes yesterday. Did Paul Ailey do enough for Godolphin to pick him for the Everest? I heard a radio interview with James Cummings this morning. It was very cryptic. I'm, I'm none the wiser whether Paul Ailey is their horse. Uh, Kementari wasn't mentioned. In a roundabout way, In Secret's name was brought up. James was starting to talk about two-year-old fillies winning weight for age group ones in France. And I was thrown a bit by that. Um, now he got a bad cut across the head there with the whip, Paul Ailey, and he went on to win. And beat the stablemate, ingratiating. Yeah, what a day they had. Um, and he did a good job there. And he just, McDonald yesterday, those three winners, you on wouldn't fire. get three better rides, no. would you? No. Uh, but this horse, you know, he's one of their top sprinters. There's no doubt about it. I'd suggest, I think they got a bonus down there as well. So he's got the Menicardo open for him there. So I'm just... I'd say you want Kim and Tari in the well, no, you want in secret in the race. But I won't, you'd, you'd but cop Kim and Tari. Look, he's he's earned his spot. You know, special K with the you know with the career he's had. Uh, you know, look, he, he, he's uh, he's had fifty two wives in his career. He's only he only had two children, so he, he's done a pretty good job. He's only got to support two with fifty two wives. Throw <laughs> <laughs> well, a few blanks, the old Evan Tari, but he deserves a fitting farewell on everyone. Why not? Why not? Why not? Here's um, uh, Eduardo's Warwick Farm trial. Ronnie, over to you. <laughs> no, well, this is beautiful. You know, just yeah. Joe's just everything's gone right for Joe. He's uh, got him fresh. He's got his. If the rain comes, he's got that covered. He's got his jockey back on. I reckon he. I reckon he's become after his last run, which wasn't disappointing. But I reckon he's become a little bit of a forgotten horse. Yeah, he maybe he has out of sight, out of mind yeah. since the the lead up. So, look. If Joe's happy, everyone should be happy. He calls a spade a spade. He knows his horse is back in the front. Yeah, we just expect so much of Eduardo, don't we? As yeah. soon as he he doesn't win or run second, John O'Shea with Lost and Running. What's the latest with Lost and Running, a week out from the big race? Yeah, he seems fine, you know, he's fit and well and let's have a nice gallop on Tuesday, hopefully weather permitting and give him a chance to blow out a few cobwebs and then into the race Saturday. So, yeah, everything looks on track. Did the Premier top it off? Yeah, I think it's brought him on. You know, it's definitely his coach come on and looks a little fitter and there's no doubting that that would have helped him, you know, reach his peak fitness for Saturday, which would be great. We know the field, we've got to get the barrier draw, the conditions we wait on. What would you like? Oh, significantly better than today, you know. Um, soft five, six would be great for us, you know. So, um, but whether we get that, that's a, <laughs> we'll be lucky, I think. Tom Magnier from Coolmore, who picked Jack and Ale. Tom Magnier from Coolmore, what's the latest intel re Jack and Ale heading to the Everest? Um, he's obviously, he's up there in the betting, which is very exciting. It kind of tells you that we've got the right horse. Mick Price is very happy, uh, Lindsay's very happy, so it's all it's on, all guns blazing for the Everest and we're just delighted to be what I think is one of the most exciting races, if not the most exciting race in the world right now. A few of the slot holders took a while to make their choices and uh, tell me if it's a, got a bit to do with Nature Strip having such a dominance and people are looking a little bit for the left field knockout horse. Yeah, you know, like if anybody thinks that they can be confident, put their shoulders back and beat Nature Strip, you know, that's a big call. I think... Uh, you know, but, but horses don't turn up every day. But in fairness to Chris, he seems to have Nature Strip pretty pretty spot on. So we, we know that Nature Strip's the horse to beat. But, you know, if, if you don't line up, you don't know what's going to happen. So, listen, we'll, uh, 
we'll, we'll get there on the day and I just couldn't be more thrilled to be with Lindsay and, and the Inghams and Mick Price and you know they're just a great team and listen as I said just to be a part of it like this is getting worldwide attention there's people all over the world talking to me about it and yeah bring on next weekend and uh, yeah listen we'll really enjoy it Talk about left field here's Mark Newnham Newnham just a week away from the Everest with joyful fortune how are the nerves? Oh look I'm getting excited actually more than anything uh, he's come through the trial really well um, so only a few more sleeps to go that was a barrier trial earlier in the week and you got what you wanted, obviously. Yeah, look, you know, he jumped and travelled. I think, you know, the horse has gained a bit of confidence um, since coming back here from Hong Kong. Um, his, his trials have all been good now. That's three trials and one run in Melbourne where um, he's, he's had his head in front all the way. So his confidence is building and so is ours. Your horse is adding something to this race in that uh, a few of these slot holders appear to have gone looking for a knockout horse, a left field horse with Nature Strip appearing to have a, you know, a dominant hold on the race and they've gone for horses like yours. Well look I think um, you know, the established form lines tell you that um, Nature Strip uh, should be a short price favourite and he is. Um, you know, the beauty of the Everest is that it does bring a few unknowns to the equation and uh, Joyful Fortune is certainly one of those, different form lines um, really untested in Australia so we'll find out can be shock value. I hope so. And Brent Navdala on board Private Eye, newly uh, put into the Everest. Brent Navdala next week in the Everest on Private Eye. What, what do you think of the horse's chances? Yeah, I think he'll run well. Um, it's obviously his stiffest test, six furlong, weight for age. Um, I guess the best we've got, but he's a he's a group one winner. He's, he should have won a Stradbroke, and um, I think he's, he's airborne. He's going as well as he can, so deserves his spot in the race, and I'm sure he'll run well circumstances have meant you've been on and off the horse a few times. Yeah, we've had a love-hate relationship in a way. Um, I rode him very early on and then when COVID first hit, I actually did two, two weeks out of um, Sydney to, to ride him in the Magic Millions guineas and he didn't get a run, stayed in Sydney and Regan was able to then ride him for a couple of runs and I found him in a prep later, I was able to win a, a Queensland guineas on him and then I was booked for him for the Epsom prep and I fell. Um, <laughs> And then I was booked for him first up in Sydney and he went to Melbourne for the weather. So uh, we've had a bit of a love-hate relationship, but look, I've had a lot to do with the horse. He's a, like I said, he's a genuine Group 1 horse and I've got no doubt he's in for a big prep. Nature Strip's a dominant favourite, but they don't run the races on paper. So once you get out there, anything can happen. Well, he deserves favouritism. He's, he's the world's best sprint at the moment. But um, uh, Joe does an amazing job with these horses. You know, I think he's only starting to peak and um, he's a horse that I reckon, you know, if Joe set him for a 2,000 metre race, he'd run 2,000. He, set him for a lightning, he'd, you know, he'd run well in a thousand, so um, he's got a good handle on the horse and he's, um, he's got, you know, a great turn of speed and he handles all conditions. Okay, yesterday's Silver Eagle will be run next week on the Everest program, so will the Angst. The Silver Eagle, first, second and third go into the Golden Eagle. Here's the market for the Golden Eagle. Hinged is now equal favourite with Light Infantry, the import, who's on his way. Uh, I Wish I Win was favourite before its failure yesterday in this, the uh, Turak handicap, and it was Tuvalu's day. And um, I wish I win, finished officially fifth. fifth. Yep. yep. He, I don't think he was too bad. He may have been just a little flat there um, early in a prep, and he, they had to vet him at the barrier or something. But I still think he's... I'm not, I wouldn't be dropping off. I wish I win. I think he's a very good horse. This, this is Tuvalu. He's just a, he's a beauty. He just puts himself on the speed, gives a kick. I think he goes home maybe for the railway now, um, Tuvalu. So, yeah, look, I, I, 
A hard race. I, I thought he was enormous law of indices because yeah. he's an on-pace horse. He had to be dragged back to last. Mm. They say it was hard to make ground there yesterday, reading between the lines. Another and, three strides he wins the race. Yeah. And, um, well, military expert, well, he's come a long way from a, a midway horse uh, not long ago mm. uh, to be placed in a group one. But, uh, look, he's a tough horse, the winner, and he's got a beautiful racing style. Uh, let's go to New Zealand. Uh, yesterday in a group one, this was a, a race meeting held over and transferred. Le Crick, who was a short price favourite in the Derby, has come back and does this to them. Wow. Um, Jesus, good horse this. It's she, what she said, 10 starts, six wins, two seconds, two thirds, and blows them away. So I think there's a few options that she could either back up in the Livermore Classic next week, or she's obviously got the Golden Eagle or the Empire Rose, but boy, she would, she'd set the tongues wagging if they come over for the Golden Eagle, that's for sure, the, uh, with her consistency and adaptability and uh, off that big win. What's happened to Imperatrix? Don't know, walked over the line there. Yesterday, there's got to be an issue. There's got to be more to that. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back. We've still got to get the Godolphins two big group ones yesterday, Animo and Golden Mile, and uh, plenty left on Sydney as well. Well, we just saw uh, Jared Fry win his first Group 1 on Tuvalu. He's won about 900 and something races and four listed races, but he's won a Group 1. Congratulations to him. For this group, though, it just keeps rolling. Uh, Godolphin. Animo goes to Melbourne, takes on a wonderful field, and off his George Main Stakes victory, he's won the might and power. Yeah, what a horse. I know everyone's alive. Look at this race. This is like a, this is probably the Cox Plate. This is the field. And he hit that, when they sprinted, he hit that flat spot, but I think that's only through, um, he'd come out of two very soft races in Sydney, softly run races. And he, that's, his, that's the toughen up run he had to have. You might say, oh, he's beatable. He didn't win by far, but geez, I can see him training on after yeah. that. Love the way he, that now McDonald, when he gets a barrier, puts him into a position. And don't be bluffed into riding him back next time no. just because he'd hit that flat spot. Yeah. That's the way to ride that horse when he draws a barrier. I reckon yeah. he idled down through the line, to be honest. Yeah, so I do I. You know, I, half down I love the win. Yeah. Um, what do you want to say? There was much better tactics and it worked. I think Mick Price and Mark Zara had a talk about I'm Thunderstruck last time. He doesn't have to be ridden back there and he proved that yesterday so they can go confidently into the, uh, well, the Cox Plate. And I think Zaki and Alligator Blood, their best chance is we get one of those Mooney Valley leader paradises day, which we've had a lot of late, mm -hmm. well, recently. So that's their, their hope for their side. But... Um, Oh, it's, he's, a, he's a star. Uh, what about Golden Mile? Now, this, this Caulfield Guineas changed. Jackano defected from the Caulfield Guineas to go to the Everest. Aft cabin, uh, it bled, didn't it? Uh, yes. He bled, so he, he was missing. Godolphin had a very, pretty good backup. A horse they couldn't win the Golden Rose with goes down and wins the Guineas. Yeah, look, he's good job done. Beautiful draw, lovely ride. Um, Oh, gee, I reckon that's a good horse, Elliptical. That second horse, he is a real good horse. Um, and um, look, if he would have had a barrier, what might have happened there with Ozapenko? Mm. <laughs> Come from last. Oh, he's, um, yeah, second and third. Uh, look, winner deserves it. I think second and third are very good horses, even though that was, that was 
they run pretty slow time there, so the jury's out how good they really are. But I love the second and third horses. In Secret beat Golden Mile Home. Does, do they do they start thinking about In Secret again for the Everest? Well, is the, it completely off the table? The crayons will be out this afternoon <laughs> and into the morning. Which is paper? Yep. And she beat him home in the Golden Rose. Oh, I'd love to see her there. Uh, um, Mark and a light. Let's uh, have a look at Best of Bordeaux here in the uh, the Roman Consul State. Well, it was, it was his day. Uh, he he handles heavy tracks. He's a leader, and it was a leader's paradise. Yep. And I love the intent from Mellon. Um, when he, a few of those horses had a chance to kick underneath him, so he had to show intent early. He's got beautiful hands, hasn't he? He has. He, he always has, Ronnie. I, I was riding with him down in Melbourne. He was an apprentice to Lee Friedman, but he's always been the, the complete package. Great positioning of a horse. He keeps them very balanced. He, he's a very good rider. Yeah, we don't see much of him here, but that was a class ride. The way he got... The, he's not the easiest horse, but he had that big, long bridge on him, and mm. he, he kept that horse in a really good rhythm, I must say. Um, yeah, well, what, how are we going to analyse these races, you know? Um, it's, it's hard. We've got to be very forgiving. Um, yeah, I don't know what to well, say. Well, the beaten jockeys are going to sum it up for us. That's yeah. probably and, right. And we've got the jockeys for, for each of these races to give us uh, their opinions straight after the race. First of all, though, uh, here's Tom Magnia and then Ben Mellon, and then we'll hear from the jocks. He's been very patient with him. It's unlucky that uh, he's been interrupted in his prep, you know, and Casey came out today and said, you know, this, he won't like this ground really, but it just shows if he got his track what he could have done. I just praise to Casey and her team. She's been patient. She's called it right the whole way through, and Bell and Mellon gave the horse a great ride. So, listen, we're delighted. And uh, you'll aim at something else now? Yeah, well, obviously, we'll t take the horse back and we will have a good think about it, but sure, it's a great position to be in. But I definitely think he's capable of winning a group one. Had to do a little bit of work early and sort of on and off the bridle throughout. The, the way the track's racing obviously suits a, a horse of his pattern and um, really helped me because I was able to travel into the straight a long way before I leaned down and he, he handled the ground better than the rest. Seemed to give a good kick at about the 150. Yeah, he did. Like I said, he helped me because he, he really travelled well into the straight before I had to put him out of pressure. So um, it's good honest, good honest win and uh, it was good to see him in the winner's saw again. Chad Schofield, sweet ride. Yeah, he ran well. He travelled well in the box seat. We got the gap at just the right time. He quickened like we thought we were going to win, but it was quite short-lived and he sort of peaked on that run. Karen McAvoy, Willinga Beast. Yeah, good honest run by her. She got through the ground well. Tommy Berry, Nutuno. Yeah, it didn't jump as sharp as a few inside me, so we were actually going to ride him forward today. Uh, it's, it's a bit soft out in the middle part of the track there. I think horses towards the inside are going to get a bit of an advantage today. Brenton Abzala, Zuccarino. Uh, he was disappointed in the ground. You know, I know he's got a heavy 10 next to it, but it's completely different to what he was on the Kenza. Jason Collett, Sajardin. Slow to begin. Back back in the field on this track. Very difficult. Nashorilla, Silas. Uh, yeah, he's just, just all at sea in the wet ground. All at sea in the wet ground. Uh, we can cut and paste that a lot. <laughs> all day. Um, here is um, the Tap Craig. Uh, it became the last race of the day, the, the race where we were honouring Ian Craig and John Tapp, who were at the track yesterday. It was lovely to see them out there, but this is how the day ended. And it was a big moment for Luke Pepper. Very lucky man. 
Uh, that it got this far. <laughs> he can count his blessings. He hasn't had much luck with the Gosliosko slot, but he he won the lottery there yesterday. And what a brave, brave, brave performance by this filly, mind you. 1,100 to 1,400 in conditions like that. Um, a ripping performance. Um, that's my horse to follow. I don't, I, you know, I don't like following horses off two heavy track runs, but that second horse, Pericles, is, uh, is a nice race in him in the future. Mm. And the rest scrambled. Dashing Legend was perfectly rated and had his chance. Just on the Kosciuszko, I spoke to Luke walking um, up through the tunnel. They couldn't do a deal with the ticket owner. They, they did have interest, and the the Opal Ridge owners wanted to do 50-50. Yeah. But they couldn't come to that arrangement. It was heavily skewed towards the ticket holder. Okay. And it just wasn't worth their while well, to go there. That's okay. Well, they've got yeah. their, their choice and the ticket holder. There's no rules. There's no rules. Well, there is one rule. See, it's got to be at least 60-40. Yeah. At least 60-40 uh, ticket holder, 60 owners, 40. Yeah. Uh, but 50-50 can be done, yeah. but it couldn't. <laughs> Here is uh, Luke Pepper on his biggest career win. Because it's raining. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> no, it's definitely rain. It's not tears. How good is she? She is just going to go from strength to strength, you'd imagine. Yeah, look, I guess the question mark today was, I wasn't worried about the 1,400. It was just a heavy ground, but, gee, she got through it really good and... Um, you know, she's been just a star to us and we're just so happy to have her. Can you describe a toughness? Is that something you see at home as well? Well, after last run, I was just looking for just any excuse to put her in the paddock, but she was jumping out of her skin. I galloped her and she flew and I said, oh, we threw a late nom in for this race and um, big prize money and, yeah, we pulled it off. How many half-million-dollar races have you won? No, this is the first. I hope there's plenty more. <laughs> so that's your biggest win? Oh, 100%. Long, long way. Named after two great men in John Tappany and Craig. You probably listened to them as a kid. Yeah, no, I remember us strapping at the old Ramwick. We used to come out the enclosure over there and listen to their calls, and a uh, great honour to win the first, first race of it. Now, you couldn't get a deal done in the Kosciuszko, but I don't think you're going to lament that for much longer because you'll earn plenty of money without it. Yeah, look, I, I suppose there'll be a few slot holders sitting at home now wishing they had her. Um, but, look, it is what it is. We're happy with what we presented to the t uh, ticket holders and um, we stuck to our plan and, it's you know, it's come off today. Put her in a gap at the top of the straight and she cruised past the first two in front of her and she just sort of waited and pricked her ears and I thought that late she was digging in really strong and I never got to ride her out properly, so she's got a bit of improvement. Tell me, how bad is that track now? Uh, it's rideable with horses that handle it, but it's pretty dangerous. Clint Schofield, Pericles. It was a big jump from a provincial maiden to today, but he's covered himself in glory. Had a tough run from a widish gate, but uh, good, credit, well, good credit to him. He really stuck to his guns and hit the line nicely. Jay Ford, dashing legend. Yeah, she tried very hard in testing conditions. Obviously, controlled from the front, she boxed on well. Tommy Berry, ringmaster. Yeah, battled away, but it's just hard to give an opinion on any horse on that track. Karen McAvoy, Basquio. Just struggled through that ground today. Keegan Latham, chairman. Yeah, I was really happy with this run up to a point. He travelled quite nicely, but when I really asked for an effort, he just bogged down. Josh Parr, Begunda. Oh, he came off the bit uh, far too soon to, to figure in the finish. Brenton Abdullah, badge. Uh, he nearly fell over the whole way around, struggled through the ground. Nash, Hawaii, 5 uh, Yeah, look, he... He was sort of good in the run, but off the bridle just nearly fell over. Yeah, he walked across the line, uh, Hawaii 5-0, and, and Badge much the same. They yeah. just 
You don't need to see that. No, that's no. Right. That's not racing. Um, all right, your horse to follow Pericles? Yeah. All right, well, definitely. He's going to a break, here's Darren Beedman. And Beedman for Godolphin, what do you make of the run of Pericles? Pretty useful that it's only at second start. Yes, no, he's, um, you know, for him to, to attack the line under those conditions and for his limited amount of experience, I thought it was a well above average run. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lovely colt going forward. What do you do with a promising horse like that now? Oh, I, th- I think we just um, wrap him in cotton wool and um, might hopefully just see how he comes out of this run, but it was very testing ground today. You know, that, it doesn't get much tougher than this, so... Um, hopefully he comes out of it well and um, we can look at something, you know, in two or three weeks' time. Let's go to the uh, the Nivison now, race number five on the card. Um, Bert Vieira's colours here seen to victory on Sky Command. There was one lovely moment there yesterday to see Gay Vieira, who was involved in that horrible car crash, back at the races and uh, watching their horse win, the Nivison Sky Command. Yeah, they nearly had a very big day when Sweet Ride loomed up as well with their two runners nearly yeah. both winning, but uh, terrific performance. Um, Regan seized the opportunity when uh, the favourite missed the start, Expat, and bang, straight in the box seat. She's suspected 1,200, but on conditions like yesterday, not a problem in the world. Um, Never talk and heresy were both good after, um, you know, getting back. Uh, but they they had to stop. She had to stop. She went out that hard. The leader. So, all honours with her. And uh, we saw Jalay there. She might have been going okay before she losing balance there. Yeah. She was in a plum little spot, and um, might have been the one that you know, we'll never know. Put yeah. it that way. She should have finished close. So Expat was a, obviously disappointing. It was even if she jumped on terms with them, Ronnie. I don't think she would have been able to lead that leader. No, no. Uh, we know she's a mad leader. I mean, yeah. and we've got ourselves in a bit of a false sense of security now thinking she was the leader. The, the winner was the fastest horse. She leads 1,000 metre races. Yeah. Expat goes out and leads them 14 and 1,500s. Yeah. It's a different situation yeah. altogether. Uh, here was Sterling Alexia. Happy to see her bounce and put herself right on top of the speed and find the fence. I see Gay Vieira over there. She might have had a lucky charm here today. Yeah, no doubt they were going to be a big thrill of it, but um, she's a mare that's always showed stakes ability, so good to see her put, put her hand up today and put a bit of buck type next to her name. Very, very valuable mare now. She is, uh, and she's a great type of mare too, so no doubt she'll throw good types. I thought I'm going straight to the fence, straight to the top, so, so um, a little bit surprised when she missed the kick, but we had to grab the um, ball by the horns and um, roll straight to the top and did a little bit of work early too, so... Um, she loves wet tracks. Gerald and, and Sterling have got a ticking over lovely and um, it's an important uh, win for her CV today. She ran it out strongly today, especially because she had to do a little bit of work. So she was strong through the line and um, she's an honest mare and um, it was a good win. Jason Collett, never talk. Great effort from back in that position to, to make the ground she did. Nashra Willa, heresy? Yeah, she was awesome. Come from a long way back and hit the line really well. Tyler Sheila, 1A. She was super, uh, bring on the big dance. Reese Jones, Jalai. Daily. Um, got into a nice spot just uh, shortly after straightened and lost her balance, fell into the fence and that was it from there. Rachel King, Larkspur Run. Uh, she probably just wanted to race a little bit fresh on a very testing track. Karen McAvoy, promise of success? She um, just dipped really badly a couple of times but she's great in herself, just um, look for her to improve off that run on, on better ground. Brenton Abdallah, Duchy of Savoy. Nah, she just struggled in the ground. Tommy Berry, Charlize. Yeah, we are in trouble after 100 metres. Tom Sherry, expat. Yeah, touch disappointing. Um, she is better when she can lead and dictate the race, but 
She's just not jumping as well as she normally does. Well, let's go back to the first of the day, the highway. Uh, James Ponsonby was seen in the mounting yard talking to his four jockeys. He brought four to the races yesterday. Now, one of them was scratched at the barriers. Uh, that was Dark Satin, probably the one that he thought couldn't win because of the heavy conditions, but he got the job done here with Socrates and Dylan Gibbons. Yeah, and um, look, he'd bounced out of a 2100 metre race at his previous start, and the speed was king here, and he just raced away. It was uh, easy work. Another honest run from uh, the, the, the second horse there, um, King of Spades, and, well, Jalmari. Yeah. <laughs> that was his race. Yep. Uh, just wasn't the in his conditions, but the pattern was just totally against him. Yep. Mm. Nice run. <laughs> he actually looked quite good for his normal self in the yard yesterday. When I walked in, I was quite surprised. He's starting to get somewhat of a summer coat about him. Yeah, he's a uh, problem child. <laughs> Here's James Ponsonby. Yeah, um, that was right, Greg. He was, uh, you know, you don't often get wrapped up about his own curry win, but a horse guy derived a great deal of benefit from that win and he beat a handy enough horse in milk. Excuse me, Milka. So um, coming today, wet ground uh, and carrying very little weight on his back. We always thought if we could get handy, um, I didn't expect to see him in front like that, but it was just terrific. That was lead and win. And you came here with the full confidence that the heavy 10 was never going to be a, a drama in the wide world. No, no. Like, um, you know, unfortunately, if you have to have a late scratching, she was, she's turned out to probably be the horse that wouldn't have handled the ground the best. So, you know, the right horse won. When he jumps so well, I was happy to sort of roll down the back. You do it in a straight line. And once he got there, he relaxed beautifully. And if anything, I was worried he was relaxing too much for a mile. But... To his credit, once I got stuck into him, really responded well. It looked like he had a great turn of foot on that going. Yeah, and, and, and enjoyed every bit of it too. And then through the line, when I felt the horse coming to me pulling up, went again. So, you know, further the better and, and seems to relish the ground and got a lot of improvement to come in his coat too. So there's a lot of upside with it. All right, after this, we'll have a look at Koday's win in the midway. Uh, the midway race number two, Cote, uh, much better than a midway horse. Uh, yep, everything was rosy. The track was beautiful by this stage of the day. Uh, everything was going perfect. Yep. Goes to script. Ronnie's best bet of the day wins. <laughs> <laughs> How easy is this? What could go uh, wrong? Look, he's just got to smarten up a bit and he'll make the grade. He'll charge through his classes. He's a nice horse. We all saw what happened last yeah. time and he was just uh, too classy for that yeah, field. Tommy took all the guesswork out of it yesterday. Um, obviously jumped. Done a little bit of work too, yeah. he wasn't just sort of handed the lead, he had to... Over race a bit. Yeah. I like the way when you ask him for an effort, he gets that head down and yeah. he has a bit of a go. So once he gets the race smarts about him, he, he might be alright. Alright, uh, and Navajo Peak. Oh, we're going to hear from uh, Anthony Cummings first. He's just a really nice horse, you know, he's got a bit to learn, he's, he gets himself a little bit worked up and uh, I was really pleased once again the way he relaxed in front today as he did at Canterbury uh, and the turn of foot was there, a little bit goofy, little, didn't go quite what to, what to do but he responded really well when he's asked a question and in the end quite a soft win. And what do you aim at? Oh, there's a stage race over three olds in a couple of weeks' time. I'd like to have a look at that. Uh, Brian Crowley, I think it is. Uh, and then maybe look at something in Melbourne, maybe not. We'll just see how he is at the time and whether that might not be enough for preparation. But um, certainly he's a promising horse with a very good future. What are you doing with She's Extreme? 
Uh, she goes to the Champion Stakes uh, in a couple of weeks' uh, time, 2,000 metres here, and I think she'll love that. Um, the, uh, talking to some of the owners, got me keen to go to Melbourne for the Oaks. Uh, I hadn't intended to do that, but this year the, um, the noms uh, didn't close until the week before, so the option's still there uh, at a sensible sort of price. And then um, we'll just see how she goes in the Champion Stakes, but it might be that she goes to Melbourne for the Oaks after that. Anthony said to me before the race, what, what do you want to do? And I said take a sit as a joke, and he's lucky he had the crutches. I think he would have fallen over if they weren't holding him up. But look, he showed his class today. I, I think he's, he's brilliant in how, how sharp a turn of footy he has. Doesn't suit that track, but you know, he's, I reckon he's a group horse for sure. So in this sort of grey, we wanted to see that from him today. Although you got to the front, Rachel made you do a little bit of work once she got up around you. Yeah, she did, and I was mindful not to ask him to be there. I just wanted him to take me there, and that's the whole reason why. It wasn't Anthony's decision for me to take a sit the other day. That's just a decision I made, being 1,300, trying to get him to switch off a bit. But sometimes you just got to let fast horses be fast, and that's what he is. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I got it right today. Let fast horses be fast. It's an old saying, isn't it? It's a good saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a good saying. Good saying, sorry. Let them run. Let them run. Act like Noel, let them stroll. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Navajo Peak winning race three, 2,000 metres. Yeah, he's done a really good job, this horse, getting to the, so, uh, you know, into this preparation, doing what he's done. And look, he toughed it out. He sat outside the lead. I thought he was going to worry him out of it about five times there, main stage. But look, he, he, he showed good desire. I think David's thinking about putting him out. He's done it after the job that he's done. That was his race, um, main stage. He's going to be hard to place unless he gets another heavy track. Look, I think he's all right, the third horse. I reckon the third horse's run was yeah. probably the better after we realised how the track was racing. My word. But main stage, if you have a look, with about 25 to go, he was going to hold off the winner. Yep. And he actually had a blunder and um, yeah, just dropped like a, a knack or Mr. so. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Stride, and that's what cost him the race. Yeah. Queen Frankel's the one that's you know got the X factor to go through his classes, I'm sure of that. Uh, a Kosciuszko update after this. I can't move on. Okay, so this week we've got Wednesday at Warwick Farm. Currently, Warwick Farm's a heavy 10. It couldn't be anything else. It's been raining for 80 years. Um, <laughs> we've got the gloaming to be run on Wednesday at Warwick Farm. So that, that will give them, what, 10 days into the spring champion. The other two races, the Silver Eagle and the Yanks, will be run on Everest Day. Uh, it'll still be 10 races. They'll drop the benchmark races. They reopened Noms on Wednesday at Warwick Farm to accommodate those horses who might have been going to Saturday. Mm. Kosciuszko, here's the market. We haven't seen many of them for a while, Ronnie. That's the problem. You know, we're, we're working with another testing track last week. It's going to backfire. You need a recent run. Um, you know, some will get handled, some will be, might fall a little bit short the last 100 metres. I, you know, the old saying, you know, on, on wet tracks, if we get one, back up horses are gold. Uh, so where do we look? There's a, you could make cases for plenty of these horses. Um, yeah, I think we'll wait for the draw there and, and see what conditions before having an opinion. OK, well, let's hear from uh, Mitch Beer, who's got Nemeth, and then we'll hear from Terry Robinson. Yeah, it's been faultless so far. He's been in work for quite a while. We allowed plenty of time in case we hit a little bit of a hurdle or had a bit of a hiccup throughout the preparation. But yeah, it's been full steam ahead since the moment he, he came in from the paddock. And yeah, to be only a week out now, it's it's nerve-wracking, nerve but, but it's also very exciting. We saw the horse in the barrier trial perform well, but he's always also had a jump out since then. Yeah, I didn't really think he needed a, another jump out, but 
Given the weather that uh, we've had everywhere across the state, I thought we were going to struggle to get a, a, a nice gallop into him uh, leading into the race. So we just gave him a quiet jump out. Front page was actually in that jump out and they trialled uh, pretty well together. Uh, so that was a really good guide on how the horse was going uh, to trial with a, a, a really nice uh, galloper and one of the main contenders in the race. So um, he's done his work now, he's ready to go. If the race was tomorrow, we, you know, we'd be happy. So he likes a wet, uh, which is uh, really encouraging. Uh, I guess everyone's not wrapped on the weather leading into the Kosciuszko, but uh, we certainly are down in Albury. Terry Robinson, you've been here before when it comes to the Kosciuszko with that horse right behind you, Art Cadeau. How is he? Yeah, he's good. He's, he's having a day out today because we find he's very nervous his first first run back, which was at the trials uh, only last Monday. And, he, you know, he just... Or last Monday week, sorry. So he needs to come up and have a day out. He was very nervous when he got off the truck, but he's settled down really well now. And we found that work last year. Uh, we found on Kosciuszko Day he got off the truck nice and relaxed and... And that's how we want to see him next week as well. He certainly looks like he's enjoying himself. He's got the ears pricked and he's watching what's going on around him. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good to have the, this day out. It's Brett Ramwick where it's going to all happen next week. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You look excited already. Well, look, it's, it's great to be part of this concept, obviously. To have another runner in the Kosciuszko is fantastic. And having Art Cadeau back here again is just, uh, you know, something a trainer obviously dreams about. And, look, we're very happy with the way the horses. His preparations come along. Tommy's really happy with him. We we think he's a little bit stronger than last year, which I think he does have to be because this is a, a, a really good field this year, the best they've, they've had. And, uh, uh, you know, I think things are going to the plan at this stage with him. It sure is. It is the best Kosciuszko field. So this week, uh, we're hoping for drying conditions at Ramwick. Importantly, we're going to have a rail trail. Yep. Uh, look, it's going to be a big week. It's going to be a big week and... Now, we've, we've got those two races on next Saturday to make it a full card. Yeah. Big. Good race. I'm yeah. so excited not to have to do the benchmark form in those ten races. You know? Just do the, do <laughs> do the, the good races. races. I and mean, you've yeah. already done the Silver Eagle and the Yanks. Yeah, I've got a head start. <laughs> You've got to do eight. Oh, Everest done by Tuesday afternoon. Extra lunch. <laughs> Extra lunch. Um, and the barrier draw will be shown live here on Sky Thoroughbred Central on Tuesday night. The barriers, I believe, will be drawn in the morning. Markets will cease, and then the reveal on Sydney Harbour with drones. Well, what could go wrong? <laughs> Ronnie, there's no need for that. Corey, deal with him. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Uh, big week coming up. Everest week here on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Drones. 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 <laughs>